Yes, team Huawei, hope we're good and welcome to episode one of the Lost to Limitless cast. I must say, me, myself and Blair have been super excited to get this up and running. It's probably something that we've probably spoke about but not really spoke about and now it's here. So basically today, first episode we're really looking to do is ultimately just chat a little bit more about us so that you guys, the audience, the listeners know more about who we are, the men behind the podcast, behind the episodes. And ultimately what our goal as coaches, but also our goal with regards to what it is we want to achieve and what we want to get out of delivering a podcast. Um, so yeah, realistically, that's what we want from one, this podcast, but two, also the podcast. So best way we're going to start off with is Mr. Blair Johnson. Who he is, what he is, and what he is known for. Oh, thank you. No, it's a, honestly, mate, it's a absolutely fantastic for us to really start kicking us off. You know, I think it was something that both myself and yourself wanted. Uh, and we just thought that, you know, it would be awesome to do it together just as, yeah, mate, we, I was thinking about this earlier, like we have so many conversations and there's at times where me and you are sitting talking, whether, whether it's been training, whether it's at any of the events that we've been at, I'm sitting with chat and I'm just like, this shit's fucking gold. Like, if someone could have pressed record and we could send this stuff out, it would be sensational. So, what better way for us to kind of kick off with, you know, the lost to the lost to limitless podcast, um, the lost to limitless cast, um, for us. But no, um, you know, guys, as um Jack was just kind of saying, we kind of wanted to use this first episode is just a little bit of an introduction. Now we know that some of you listening to this will already know who we are, um potentially work with us as well already so you will have a pretty good idea as to who myself and Jack are but for anyone who doesn't we wanted to really use this first one as a as a solid base to kind of give you an insight on who we are and why we started and I think I suppose for myself mate um and actually quick note me and Jack we know a rough idea about our backstories but we don't go we haven't went into it quite well so this is a learning curve for us as much as it is for you guys um, listening in. But no, I think my I think my story started back in school and, you know, I was always this kind of person who never really, I never really fitted into a box, you know. I was always kind of, I was always looking to fit into a box, if that makes sense. Like I was like, oh, I want to be in with that crowd. I was just, I never really found my place. Um, and I got to about I think it was about I want to say 11 or 12 and um, I ended up losing some um, important people in my life and actually one of the biggest things that happened to me was um, my gran uh, passed away and unfortunately I was at the age of about 12, 13 uh, and I actually found her. Um, I went up to, to, I was going up every Saturday morning to deliver her paper and her milk and stuff and you know I just as a normal opened the door walked in she wasn't up I thought she was just sleeping and it turns out she unfortunately had passed away and you know that was something that was probably you know a huge huge turning point in my life but not dealing with things in the right way uh so after that not to blame that per se but the way that I dealt with my emotion and my trauma that I went through was you know just emotional eating and, and in turn I put on you know a lot of a lot of body weight and got fat really <laughs> and um, from then uh, I, I did I went through because I never fitted in with anything at school and I was overweight and I was small ginger 
in, in round, you know, it's you're a pretty fucking easy target. You know, I mean, you're an, you're an easy target in high school, uh, especially in Scotland. You know, um, and I was I was the butt of jokes, and um, at first it was that way where it was like, you know, I, I will always say this, like I always say that I know for a fact kids nowadays have it way worse than I did, but my situation I went through, I was okay for a while, but it did it, it really kind of it really weighed on me after a while because you never felt like you really had any true friends because you were always kind of the butt of the joke. Um, and then I think there was, for me, a turning point, I kind of turned to about 15 and it was over summer between um, sort of fourth year and fifth year in school. There was a turning point in that summer where I was turning 15 um, and I was like, I've had enough of feeling like this. Now, I, the reality is, is I probably couldn't contextualise it in the way that I can do just now, but I, for some unknown reason, could just tell myself that no one is going to fucking change this bar you. Like, you're not going to change the situation. You're not going to fit in with people unless you start doing what makes you happy. And, and right now, you're not happy with how you look and how you feel. And Yeah, it was totally like a selfish thing. You know, I was like, I want to get fit so I get noticed by girls. Because let's be honest, when you're 15, right, as a guy, as a as a girl, like it doesn't matter. Like when you're 15, school is your fucking life. And you want to be noticed, primarily, especially if you're a guy by the opposite gender. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. th- that's how I was, you know what I mean? So it was that way. It was like I had no female attention, no one liked me. What's wrong with me? Well, I have to must have to get fit because I look like this, you know. And that was what it started. It started off training, uh, I lost weight and then I think by the time I turned about 17, I was getting it, well, 16, obviously getting into the weight training. Like I ran up on my 16th birthday to the gym being like, I want my weights induction now. <laughs> uh, and then got started on weight training. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I was just like watching guys in the gym and being like, he he looks fit. I'm going to do what he does. It was literally just like copycat, like whatever they're doing. But I, I just knew that doing something was better than nothing. Like legit, like do something and it's better than nothing. Um, and it, it just kind of evolved from that. I went to leave school. Um, I was planning to do mechanical engineering and then one teacher, and it's funny, I don't know if you had this, Jack, but like one teacher just said to me, I was doing a sports coaching course. Um, I can't remember what the name of the course was, but we were um, teaching kids at school and stuff. And she said to me, she was like, you would make an amazing teacher. And that just clicked. Like I didn't want to be a teacher per se for for kids but she was just like you'd be an amazing teacher and I enjoyed health and fitness I enjoyed what I was doing uh, and then it was just like well, what can I do within the industry and then I looked up personal trainer um, so I, I changed like literally last minute on the call like the I went from uni applications for mechanical engineering and switched last minute to, to go and go for college for health and fitness um, which was something like proper out my depth and then I only lasted a year um, and then I was like, I want to go and do my personal trainer because that's what I want to be. I want to coach other people, even at the age I was about what, 17, 18, 18 at the time. And I was like, I just want to coach other people um, to do what I've done, you know, kind of feel how I feel. Um, and I was like, I love training and coaching people to train. Like, that's a job that just sounds like a dream to me. So I did that. Um, and then I spent the next couple of years kind of up until where I am just now. Um I started my foot in the door. I was like, I wanted to be a gym instructor. So I started the, the, the bottom of the ladder per se for, for, for our um, industry. Um, and then I worked my way up. And then within a couple of years, 
or within a year really was in now personal training uh, and then I've just moved about in one-to-one and, and here I am now just as an online coach and the online side of things for me is just uh, and again I suppose it's another reason for this podcast mate you know we, we both said it's it's just an opportunity for us to reach more people you know um, and I feel like online has that greater capacity to reach more people give my clients the best possible content because I have time because what I find is being on a one-to-one floor as much as it's great and interacting I'm a social person I like talking but um, I just kind of felt like it was just taking up my time I just didn't have the time to produce the content to give to my clients that I wanted to talk about mindset you know the nutritional stuff the, the stuff that we just can't always cover in a training session you know um, exactly. go for it man yeah, 100% exactly what that. And there'll be a lot of people there listening in the audience that will definitely be able to relate to your story, whether it's the full thing, um, but their own version of it, mm-hmm. or there'll be small parts of it from school to losing a family member to gaining some weight due to possibly losing someone or something happening in life, whether it's traumatic Trauma. or not. Yeah. Um, that way then you're then becoming a lot more relatable. So now what would you say... Who is it that you work with now? What is it that you now do, as you just said there, Blair, as an online coach? And what what's sort of your mission and what's your goal as now an online coach? So for me, I probably have only really became clear on my mission um, within the past sort of five to six months, honestly, because I went through that phase of who do I actually want to work with? And I think it all becomes down to really knowing who I am. Um, and for me, it's like, I work with people who lack self-belief, that have a lack of self-confidence within themselves. They they have these sort of um, these reduced belief systems in themselves that they can't accomplish what they want. Something as simple as losing um, 14 pounds and changing their fucking life, feeling fantastic. They just feel like they can't do that. So I work with primarily people aged kind of between 25 to 35. That's kind of who I can relate to just most the most at just now who don't really have any structure um and we really focus on the simple things because when it comes to you being able to instill more self-belief when it comes to you having that confidence that you can do anything you put your mind to and that's and i'll say this with sheer confidence like i believe i truly truly believe that you can achieve anything you put your mind to like Jack, you'll have done that. Like you'll, I mean, imagine when you were what fucking ten years ago. Could you have imagined you'd have done the um, the the, the, the half half Ironman? Yeah. yeah. You know, half Ironman. You probably the thought I never be able to do that. You know, it's it, it's a belief system that we need, and when we get the small steps correct, which is getting control of our nutrition, getting control of our exercise habits, and therefore like the physical stuff, and then getting control of our mindset. I truly believe that when you have those three things in check, you are literally limitless in what you can do. And that's why I run a coaching program called Project Control, because when we control those three simple aspects, which we focus on with inside the program, um, you come to a point where you can deny the self-beliefs that's placed on you by yourself or by society, by your environment, by the people that are in your life, because it's not just you that doesn't, that, you know, triggers these, like, um, lack of self-belief it's the things that go around you that you think you know signal it if that makes sense you know it's like something happens and see we'll see like you know that happens so obviously I don't 
It's like, no, 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 that, that shit's not true. That's the stories that you tell yourself. So that's that's who I work with. Um, and that is really my avatar, you know, people who who want something but don't believe they can do it. Yeah, definitely. And again, um, that obviously probably stems from, as you said there, you are open and honest about, depending on how long you've been in the industry, we don't always just get it there and then nothing just falls the apple doesn't just fall from the tree and you pick it up and away you go. Like it does take time. And again, for again for me, who's been in the industry, I think now seven years, possibly eight years, um, it definitely doesn't always happen. As you said, you've now more possibly got clear in the last five or six months, mm-hmm. which again is probably good for listeners to hear and audience to hear because of they'll go through phases in life, whether it's 100%. their job, whether it's their family, whether mm-hmm. it's a partner, they might not be sure of, 100% sure of a job. They might think it's a great job and then realise wait a minute, that's not actually serving who I want to be. Mm. And probably the take-home message from what Blair just said there is, it's all right not to have everything correct and bang on the yeah. money. And, and let's be honest, everything's not going to be a straight line. No. I think... I think that stemmed from your, your story that you just explained as yeah. in why now you've created Project Control from the things that you went through as an 11-year-old, 12-year-old, 16-year-old, 18-year-old, so mm. on and so forth. That's why you've created that that programme and that's why you work and help those individuals. Yeah. And do you know what, mate? This is what, when we're going to come on to talking about this at the end uh, of the podcast, but it's all about that kind of like those, those 1%, you know, these little things that we can implement and do. Uh, and one thing that I've, I truly believe is something that you, if, if you if you enjoy something or you want to be good at something or you want to better yourself in some way, shape, or form, the biggest thing you cannot do is give up. Like, I don't know about yourself, Jack, but there has been many times in this industry where I've thought about, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I'm not meant to be a coach. Maybe I should just go and get a nine-to-five. Maybe I should just go and get another job. And, and yeah, that, don't get me wrong, it probably would have been easier at that moment in time, right? But the point that I have now got to where I want to be. And for me, business, life, everything is just so fulfilling right now. Um, is because I've just, I've just, anytime it's came to that pivotal moment of, well, if you're going to fucking give up, do it now. I've just not had the ability to let go. Yeah, I totally get that. It's even on your journey, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can definitely relate to that because I've done it many times before. Yeah. I had conversations with myself. Mm. partners, friends, family, coaches, I just don't think this is right for me. It's probably going to be the easy way out to go and get yeah. a job nine to five um, where, where you're maybe employed rather than self-employed. You don't have the worry of... Sickness. Having, yeah, sickness, holidays, having money one, one month. Pensions. Maybe not having money the next month, depending on... So yeah, I totally get that. And again, a lot of folk will probably be able to relate to that in some way, shape or form. So, um, Jack... So, what about yourself, mate? What's uh, what's Jack's background? So for me, again, um, as Blair probably explained, some of you listening will know, because one, you've either worked with me or uh, worked with me just now, or you might know me, whether it's friends, family, um, etc. But for me, um, I'm Jack. I'm a personal trainer, online coach. And yeah, it's sort of similar. It's funny as well, because I think we've had this conversation before. But yeah, so for me personally, was um, I was a little bit heavier at school. I wouldn't necessarily say I was the fat kid, but I did probably carry a little bit of excess weight, um, excess fat, which then made me feel like I didn't sort of fit in. There was always, when you had one of your best mates was 
a top footballer, let's call it. And yeah. if, he <laughs> if he listens to the podcast, you know exactly who I'm talking about. But you're almost comparing yourself, and at that age, mm-hmm. um, you were in PE, you were in PE classes, you were in classes. You just felt like you never, you just weren't the same. And again, now thinking about it, one thing that I'll always try and tell people not to do is compare to others. But then you didn't know any different. No. So for me, then sort of came a little bit of bullying. Um, and then for me, it was like, right, how do, how do I fix this? What, what is it that I need to do? Um, and similar, again, similar to you, I lost someone who, well, first off, to get into the gym, basically I had my dad to thank. I still do to this day because yeah. basically there was a gym open down the road. And there was basically an offer of if you refer a friend, as in if one person signs up but you bring someone else, yeah. you basically get two memberships for the price of one. <laughs> so it was a byproduct then, wasn't it? <laughs> so basically, yeah. So for us, it was a bit like, um, okay, how does how is this going to work? So cool. Dad went, joined. I then joined. So basically, we got two memberships. I think for the first two months or three months, you basically got two memberships the price of one. So that's basically how I got into the gym. Yeah. Um, and again, just sort of was a little bit lost, truly, really, if I'm honest, mm. um, but around there. But then one big thing that did happen to me was I lost uh, Manana. Mm. Again, similar to you, who for me, at the time, did I know she was a big figure in my, in my life, 100% at the age of 16. Um, sorry, 17. Um, yeah, she absolutely was. Did I then realise how more of an impact and a figure she was once she was gone. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And for me, she died four days before my 18th birthday. And for me, one of my one of my goals was always to, I was the youngest grandkid. And yeah. I always wanted to see me become an adult at 18. Oh, man, I relate to that so much, man. So for me, it was like, right, how can I now go and do something that Makes I really want? Yeah. So yeah. for me then, again, for all you guys that don't know, I'm a... I am a joiner to trade, so I was going through my um, joinery course as an apprentice. So for me, it was then I just basically decided to do both of them. Um, mm. I think going to the third year in joinery, and again, still got my dad to thank. Uh, he was basically like, mum as well, but dad was really strict on it, basically saying, no, I want you to finish your four years just in case it doesn't doesn't work out. Yeah. Not that I don't believe in you, but you want to always make sure you've got... Yeah, it's a backup plan, you know, it's what yeah. people do. And I think what it taught me was definitely a lot more and then just from there, like that, then I just really sort of loved the idea of being able to now realise that what with sorting out my nutrition, sorting out my training, sorting out some habits and behaviours through, I had a personal trainer at the time, what sort of impact he had on my life. So for me then it was like, I almost want to do that for someone else. Yeah. Whether it's one person, whether it's 10 people, or whether it's thousands of people. Back then, did I really believe I could probably target a thousand people or more? Probably not. But for me, then it was that impact that someone had on my life. Yeah. That I then wanted to have on someone else's life, and that's exactly why I then sort of then went. You know what? This is not a. I feel this hobby. I've now managed to turn into a passion, but you know, when I turn that passion into then a full, basically a full time job. Yeah, I like that. Basically, I left a full time job, um, earned decent money. At, I think I was nineteen. Yeah, 19, um, to then basically starting my own business, trying to then find clients, basically earning zero, zero money. It's scary, man. It's scary. Yeah, so that's sort of where I came from and why I sort of got into the industry. Mm -hmm. But it's so mad that you just, you mentioned some of that as well. Like, 
like I, I knew we like like I said like honestly guys before this like me and Jack do not did not know each other's like deep backstories um and to be fair we've not went like right deep in it and maybe we'll touch on this in further episodes and stuff but it's so true just like, I can resonate so much when you said about you know like I, I there was always one thing that stuck in my head you know I lost the majority of my grandparents before I was 16 and that was for me it's a big thing it's like you're never going to see me like my papa was my idol I spoke about it before on social media and stuff and like it was like always that way it's like he will never see me become a man and I don't know about you, mate, with your nana, but with, with me, with my grandparents and the thought process is like, I'm always working towards what I think they would expect, even though I'll never get the, what's the word, like the validation from them, which is sad at the same time, but also like, it's, it's like, for me, it's such a big driver. It's like, well, I'm not there yet. Just keep fucking working. If I keep moving forward to keep putting my best foot forward, I at some point will internally and will get there. You know what I mean? But um, it's funny, like, we always have those people to thank. Like, my granddad, um, he he only passed a couple of weeks, a couple of years ago, but he was always so, like, brutally harsh. Like, I don't know what it is about old people, right? But I, I remember being, like, I must have been 14, 15, this is, like, when I was, like, at the height of me being overweight. And it's similar to you, Jack, mate. I was never, like, massively overweight and, like, like I wasn't the most overweight kid, but I was just, too much for me if that makes sense uh and I remember being at a, a birthday party um like one of the family and everybody was around the house and I went to, <laughs> I literally went to go and get some like crackers and cheese and they he patted me on the belly and was like you put on a bit of you put on a bit of weight you know eh? and I was just like oh like why are old people so so honest man and it's great because it's just like kids you know what I mean but Jesus and that, that struck me and that was like again these little things he was just always so honest but then when I started losing the weight and getting fitter, it was like the, you're looking really good. You're looking, you're looking quite strong. And that was just, that was just as meaningful. That was just like, fucking hell. Modification. Ah, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's like, he's not just saying that. He's like, because he told me I was fat when I was fat, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, again, and I think like genuinely for anyone that that know, that knew my nana, I think mm-hmm. that's probably why... I am so passionate about the job that I now do is because anyone that knew her would always say she was kind, caring, and just always looked after everyone, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously what we do. We try and obviously help people create a better life for themselves. Um, and that's obviously why I do what I do. But on the other hand, part of me also tries to make it enjoyable and fun for people. Yeah. And that probably comes from my other um, side. So my dad's side is my grander. Like mm-hmm. he, he was someone who... Big tall man, well over six feet. Um, so you'd look at him and think, God, he's quite intimidating. You didn't get your height off him then, did you? He's gonna quite <laughs> no, definitely not gonna get quite strict. But then it's like he was just always quite a joker. Like just always sort of tried to make us as the grandkids, anyone really, but us as the grandkids sort of joke and laugh and just yeah. daft things that I was remembering. I'm like part of me remembering him was he made things funny, he just made yeah. you laugh. Yeah. So that's part of why I do what I now do. And again, what's your mission, mate? What is it? What's the what's the end goal? For me, like my end goal is again just to sort of help a specific type of person. Again, usually similar to you, sort of 25 to 40 years old. Um, really just basically be able to create a life that they're proud of. But that usually stems from for me is being able to allow them to realize what they can do and with sometimes very little. But 
also sometimes with just the right guidance and the right the right sort of accountability coaching. And for me, my aim is always to leave the industry in a better place than I found it. Mm-hmm. So which is why, like inside the, the coaching programme that we're on the Built to Thrive, basically my job is to try and help educate, give um, the many women that I work with the education and the knowledge and the understanding of once we start to build a better body that one represents you, mm-hmm. one that you are proud of, will then now start to then actually fall into place for other things yeah. and actually now start to allow you to thrive in all areas of life, whether that's, again, then from a mental point of view, from an emotional point of view, to then possibly, like for me, I'm a big big believer on really being present and starting to thrive now in your career mm-hmm. because there'll be things now with you having a body now that you are proud of, you now have what that then brings energy-wise, what that brings on focus-wise, mm-hmm. what that now gives you more clarity. And again, goes back to what you say, that belief. Because mm-hmm. they probably always tried to build a body that they're proud of. Mm-hmm. Maybe always failed due to whatever. So my job is to try and make that slightly easier for them to understand yeah. what we need to do. Yeah. But then allow them to thrive in their career because they've now got more energy. They now realise I have got more self-belief. Mm-hmm. Then allow them to thrive more again in relationships, whether that's relationships with themselves. Because one of, one of the things I always do believe in is if you don't prioritise yourself, then who will? Yeah, 100%. I see that to all my guys. 100%. It has to start with you. So for me, it's allowing them to realise investing in you to have a better relationship with yourself, which then, once you bring your best version of yourself to the table, everyone else a knock-on effect. So it's going yeah. to be then partner, mum, dad, parents, kids, work colleagues, someone you meet in the street. If you're now buzzing with energy, got more clarity and understanding, and again, you're now standing there in a body you're proud of, Mm-hmm. you know you've worked hard for you meeting that stranger in, in a pub stranger in the street stranger somewhere else you're just going to have that sort of idea but yeah definitely comes back to just being able to have that impact on other people's lives the way someone had impact on me yeah. whether that was my first personal trainer whether that was again we just spoke about grandparents mum, dads sisters, brothers yeah. you it. it's just being able to have that impact and again we've spoken about this before but it's really just to be able to leave the industry in a better place. Yeah, than it yeah we were like for you guys that are listening, me and Jack were uh, on a call yesterday, just kind of planning out um today's first episode, and that's we were kind of we got only talking about that. I mean, that's where we should have recorded some of last night, <laughs> some of yesterday's. But um, yeah, it was funny because uh, we both know for anyone who wants to who enjoys listening to motivational speakers, a guy Inky Johnson, an American guy, really really good story. But he talks about that he walks in to a plane and how. The sign on it says, please leave this um, sink better than you found it. Um, and he's like, why should, why cannot we implement that into our life? And it is so true. It's like, it's not like, it's not like there's anything wrong with how you found a person or how we found a client or how we found people in our life or places in our life. But if there's one effect that we can have, it's, it's just leave every person you speak to, every person you see better than when they first came to you and for us like if I if I can see that in a client that client is just now their life is just better now since working with me since speaking to me since having a conversation with me then like just so much fulfillment in that like I said this to you before and we were talking about this yesterday like I genuinely believe there is absolutely no job on the planet that is like ours like we're talking about this like like doctors and surgeons they literally save people's lives people come in that they can be at the brink of death and 
they can operate on them, they can provide, um, you know, um, treatments, all of this, and, and literally save someone's life. But they don't tend to see them after that. Whereas we get to see someone in their most painful state and take them through the journey to a point where they're 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 fucking limitless. You know, they're in control. They're thriving. You know, they're they're, they're on top, and we see it. And we speak to them when they're there, and we've spoke to them where they were previously. And for us, that's for me. It's just there's times where I listen to a client's voice note and I'm talking, and I literally just sit and smile, and I'm just like, "Fucking hell, this like we've changed this person's life." Yeah, exactly. And I was, no I was doing that like my job as said person's coach, whether it's on a sales call, whether it's actually now even if they're in the program two weeks, six months, or a year, mm-hmm. my job is always to take them from some point of pain. Because you said like they're probably in pain when they come, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, whether it's personally, professionally, or physically, mm-hmm. they're in somewhat pain. And my job, I feel, is to take them from pain to pleasure. Mm-hmm. And then from what once we're at pleasure, you then sort of re, you recharge, re, you sort of review, you reset, and then you, the chances are the goalposts will then change. Yeah. But it's our job to then, as you said, and it's that feeling of impact that you then had on that person, mm-hmm. whether it's a text message, whether it's a, a voice mm-hmm. note, whether it's a video, whether it's just a conversation you had with them, mm-hmm. you know you've had that impact. And again, probably from us too, from our story, we know the impact that our grandparents had on us. Mm-hmm. It, wasn't, it might not have been physically, it might not have been whatever it was, but they've had some more impact that's... that's lessons, you know, lessons that we've learned from it, you know? Yeah, so it's like that's what we want for our job and ultimately I suppose that's what we probably want from the podcast isn't yeah. it this kind of the next part I was going to talk about is you know I think it's, we owe it to the guys listening is what we want for you to get from this podcast and I think um, you know if you read the bio and stuff I think for us it's really do you know what like for me like me personally like one of the main reasons I started this podcast was purely selfish you know, because like I say, we, myself and Jack, and we talk to so many other coaches and stuff. And sometimes it's just so good to sit and listen to someone else's perspective um, and just kind of open, like just kind of unlock your brain a little bit and, and open your mind to see things how from other people and also learn from other people. You know, there's so many other coaches out there that specialize in different fields and different areas within our industry because it is so complex that even then there's just so much to learn and so much value out there that, that's what we want to do with this podcast we want to talk we want to give value we also want to learn ourselves understand more people understand what they do um and that's for me was one of the main reasons it's like i just want to speak to people i want to learn more so that i can be the best version of me because if i'm the best version of me then i'm going to be the best coach i can be um to these people and the best you know all the other different hats that i wear because we do we wear so many different fucking hats in our life the the coach the brother the the son the 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 grandson the the partner the the husband the the wife whatever it is you wear so many different hats you know and we want to be the best version within every single one of them you know yeah definitely definitely agree on that because that's exactly it like obviously we had so many conversations and we never really thought about starting up the podcast but then that one day we just sort of mentioned it and it sort of clicked. Yeah. And that's the thing, it's just about then realising like, what is it we actually want from this? Yeah, okay, from, from a selfish point of view, we want we want exactly similar to what you said there. But also we just like that, we just want to try and how can we help 
how can we help as many people as possible with whether it's one small thing, one big thing, or 10 things. Mm -hmm. A podcast per year that we do it, whatever it is, but that's our sort of aim is to try and create a place where people come and listen, they get education, they get the impact, or they can go and at least implement it, um, Mm -hmm. whether it's something small or something large. But it's then just hopefully we have that impact on them. It allows them to realise, again, that sort of self-belief of you can go and do things you've maybe never had before. Mm-hmm. But again, comes back to what we both said, is just trying to leave the industry in a better place. Yeah, and if we can give out more knowledge mm-hmm. um, or more understanding or more guidance, Value. yeah, yeah, it's just that way where it's going to impact more people. And again, mm-hmm. the more impact we have, the healthier, the happier people become. 100%. And then that, like, when people are in that place, like the ability to make decisions, the ability to take action is just so, you know, it's so much higher. You know what I mean? Like people, I, w- I was chatting to a, a client um, the other day and I was like, when when we are acting in alignment with our values, you know, which is ultimately feeling good, everyone values feeling fucking good. Let's be honest, you know what I mean? Training getting in and exercising, like, however you view it, whether it's fucking running, getting in the gym, swimming, whatever it is, you, no one feels shit after exercise. No one. You know, unless you injure yourself, like, right? But no one feels shit after it. No one feels shit after they know that they're taking control of their diet, you know, their health, you know? And when we're in that place where we're acting um, in alignment with her, in accordance with her values, you know, um, our coach Joe talks about this all the time, and uh, and for anyone who doesn't know, myself and Jack both have the same coach, but um, yeah, like whenever you're acting in alignment with what you value, i.e. making yourself feel better, you make better decisions, you know, for life, so this, this is why something as simple as, you know, eating right, and eating good food, quality food, and exercising regularly, can have a huge impact on your relationships your life your career you know everything that goes with you yeah and def and yeah def because can, again as you said like just those the power of small um can just actually that compound effect i know you, you'd mentioned it earlier but that's also one thing that we spoke about yesterday yeah, yeah. Uh, pre-chat was that thing that almost at the end of every podcast mm. or the end of every episode sorry even today with more just an intro on us but we hope that you guys can listen to this and take one small thing. And again, Blair mentioned it earlier was just the power of 1%. Like, can you get 1% better, closer to your life goal, your career goal, your family goal, your physical goal, your personal goal, whatever it is, can you get 1% closer every day? And again, we're hoping that every episode, we can give you guys one, if not more than one thing to take away, implement, take action on it, or worst case, Drop, drop one of us a message or both of us a message and say, hey, when you mentioned X, yeah, I sort of want to go and try and put that into practice, but I don't really know how. That's what we want for you guys to be able to listen to this. Go and implement and get that 1% better. And I'll let Blair explain the sort of compound effect as what that can do. So basically, like, what people need, what we need to understand is just that there's a saying that I said five years ago and I always remember it because the guy at the time I worked with got it printed on a big sign and plastered it on the gym because he fucking loved it right but one thing I used to say and I still say to some of my clients is small steps climb mountains right there is no point in us worrying about 
tomorrow. There is no point in us worrying about what's fucking happened yesterday. All we can do is put one foot in front of the other. That is all you can do. You know, I, I even have to break my runs down because I fucking hate running, right? <laughs> but we're doing a marathon, so we'll get there. I hate running, but at times I'm, I literally bring my mindset, mindset down to I'd just put one foot in front of the other because that's all you can do. There's no point in worrying about the fact that you've got another five miles to run when you've got another step to go. And this is what it's all about, these 1%. So many people look at where they are and where they want to be and they cannot comprehend the void in between. They can't comprehend that big space in between and how they're going to make that change because all they can do is compare where they are to where they are, to where they want to be. And so many people have said this, Jimmy Carr said this on um, the Diary of CEO, but comparison is the thief of joy. You know, like if you're comparing where you are just now to where you want to be, you're not going to end up, you're not going to like the result. You're not going to like what the thought comes out. But to get there, you have to take one step, which is this 1%. So when we come to the end of these podcasts, guys, we're going to be, whether it's myself and Jack that's on the podcast, whether we have a guest on the podcast, which we are planning to do, um, we're going to get everybody to give you, at the end of each podcast, just their 1% for that episode. One thing that they want you to go and implement that can have a huge impact on your life, that can, if you repeat it day in, day out, as hard as it may seem, you know, often the things that are difficult to do just now Will, feel, will will lead you to a better place down the line. You know what I mean? Like, so we are we are going to, at the end of each podcast, we're not at the end just now, but when we get to the end, me, myself and Jack, we're just going to give you our 1% for today. Uh, and then next week's podcast, 1%. And this brings us on to the next part is how often we're going to be doing this. We plan to do this every single week. That is our aim. Uh, and we plan to do that. There may be a case where there's two weeks between because the re- reality is, is we're both, busy guys but we want to and are trying to make our best point so that we can do this every single week um, and you will catch this podcast um, you'll be listening to this on something Spotify this will be on Spotify iTunes um, podcasts um, it will be on YouTube as well um, if you want to watch us especially when we get to um, interviewing people as well because we want to do it in person as well don't we Jack yeah, definitely. Um, and again, like that, it's just about then, again, it's that one of the things we probably will try and one of the 1% things we'll try and implement is consistency. So we want to try and be consistent with, um, cliche as it is, but we want to try and be consistent with the podcast. And again, for us and for you guys is to make it something regular in your mm-hmm. life as part of your lifestyle, as part of your routine that every week when we release that episode, if it's the same time, if it's the same day, you guys then get into that routine and habit mm-hmm. of, okay, cool, when do the boys release it? What's yeah. the next one on? Again, really for the structure, we're not we're not going to be super strict on the structure of the podcast for the reason of if we're too strict on things, it then becomes a little bit overwhelming, a little bit too I rigid um, and restrictive. But we do also want to try and have a sort of main topic that we talk about mm-hmm. every week. And again, then when we get a guest on, if that specific person is specific in something, and um, whether it's within the industry or out within the state that we think our listeners okay, can relate to, it'll be mainly about that. Um, okay. But yeah, just mainly just really to make sure that we have that impact. And realistically, for any of you guys that are possibly lost or feeling a little bit lost, we want to try and give you guys the tools and education to take you to Limitless, really. 
Yeah, totally. That is that's what it's all about. Because me, 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 myself and Jack, we kind of sat um a couple of weeks ago actually, and we we're like, what are we going to call this? What are we going to call this podcast? And I think it just really boiled boiled into the full point. We've called this the Lost to Limitless podcast, and is because we want to take people who are potentially unsure on what they need to do, um, maybe not fully educated or don't have all of the knowledge, and you're feeling like there is a massive gap between who you are right now and where you know you can be and want to be. Our aim is to take you to that point, to take you from that kind of lost area to the, being absolutely fucking limitless from the value that we give. And... um. I kind of forgot what I was going to say there next, mate. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, coming back to it now, I've actually lost my place now, man. Total. So good. But yeah, it's exactly <laughs> that. Um, and again, that's the, that is the beauty of of doing this, and that's that's what we want also for you guys to see is that myself and Blair are just as normal and human as you I'm are. Not perfect at all, in the, in the slightest. Like you guys might think, well, and again, because well, we probably both know that probably almost every client that before they came on board our programmes, whether it's current clients or past clients, they probably always thought that our life was perfect. Our, we didn't eat anything off track. We didn't eat certain foods. We didn't do certain things. We trained every day. We'd done all this sort of good stuff. But she, okay, did we go through phases where we do it? Yeah. Why? Because we all go through phases where everything's pretty damn good. But just like what Blair said there, he forgot what he was going to say. So what? It's yeah. just part of life. And and let's be honest, everyone probably knows that. Life is not straightforward. Life is not perfect. And it will be ups and downs. Um, and that's what we sort of want part of the podcast to be as well as really to show how human we are. And hopefully 100%. our background and our stories that we discussed 20, 30 minutes ago was, was showing you a little bit of that, that we're just as human as you guys, whether you're a mum listening, whether you're a dad, whether you're a business owner, or whether whatever it is that you do, you're a grand, grand Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just whatever you are in the world, we just want to show that we're just as human as you. Yeah. So, That's Jack, awesome. coming on to it then, to round off, round off the podcast, what is your 1%? For today? me, going off of what we spoke about, I would probably say my 1% today is identify something that you feel you want to change and then possibly write down what you think you need to do in order to change it. So from that way then, so whether it's, again, let's let's talk about um, from a fitness point of view, whether it's to drop a little bit of body fat, drop a little bit of weight, feel a little bit fitter, fitting your clothes better, all comes under the one umbrella. So if that's, identify that problem, and then what it is that you think you need to do. Yeah. Because that way then, and what, what myself and Blair's probably going to encourage you, you all to do, whether you know us or whether you don't, whether you work for us or whether you don't, uh, whether you work with us, sorry, or whether you don't, messages, mm-hmm. messages, and say, hey, here's the ide- here's the problem I've identified. Here's what I think I need to do to fix it. Can you guys give me a little bit of guidance? Hundred percent. And what about you? Before I go on to my one percent, where can people find you? Now you're asking because I don't 100% do not know my Instagram off my heart, but I do think it is. Instagram no, is. I will check right now for you, mate. I think it's Jack Wilson.pt, so Papa Tango. You get me there. Um, that's where I sort yes. of hang out. Right, mate. Yeah, it is. Jack Wilson.pt on Facebook as well. 
Um, just Jack Wilson, you'll probably see my ugly mush as the photo. If you want to add me. <laughs> like, add me. But yeah. What about you, Blair? Where can people find you? So you will get me, again, um, very similar to Jack, mainly on Instagram for myself. You will get me at uh, underscore Blair Johnston. That's it. I don't have PT at the end of mine. Um, I'm 100% just underscore Blair Johnston. Um, and that's J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N. No E. No E. No E. No E. No e no. He doesn't like the E. I don't like the E. Uh, and you can also, I'm on Facebook, but there's probably no point. Um, but any else, you can jump onto my website, which is um, www.blairjohnstonpt.co.uk, and you can get me there. But my so 1%. 1%. For my listeners 1%, to go and implement. My biggest 1% one value that I've ever had was that you just need to start. You don't need to know what you're doing. You don't need to have a clue what you're doing you just need to start that's all you need to do because the reality is is it does not matter how much knowledge you have you just need to begin like it's it's, it's about putting that one foot forward and it, like and my recollection of that is like when i turned 16 i went up and i got my weights induction okay and they gave me a little gym program but the reality is is i just watched what the other guys done i didn't have a clue what i was doing not at all. Never had a, a, a one clue what I was doing, but I just implemented it. And I just started doing it without knowing what I was doing. I just knew that I have to be in a gym to get fitter. So I'm going to be in the gym and I'm going to watch what other people do who are fitter than me, because even though they might not have more, like, like they might not be the most knowledgeable, they probably have more knowledge than me. So I'm just going to start and I'm going to build the knowledge. And, and here I am, what, 12 years later, you know? So just begin. And again, that probably ties quite nicely in with minds if, if I'm looking for you guys to just write down. And again, the reason I, get, I want you to actually write it down is because the chance of if you then write it down, there's a probably higher percentage of it actually happening or going implementing it. Mm-hmm. So then write it down, drop us both a message and say, hey, here's what I need to, what I feel I want to change. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think I need to do. Mm-hmm. We'll then give you things what, if, you, if, if what you've wrote down yeah. is right, We'll then go and tell you what to do. And the biggest thing what Blair just said is then just go and get started. Don't worry about perfecting it. Because again, let's be honest, we also done that with the podcast. We just got started. Yeah. We didn't have, literally, I'm sitting here in the spare, spare bedroom. Blair's the same in his office at home. Like, we just got started. It's not about perfecting it. Yeah, can we perfect it later? 100%. Can we get all the best of kit? 100%. We just wanted to get started. And that's the biggest thing is these small 1% will literally compound over time. I'm not a mathematician, but I'll let you do one percent times three six five. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I think what they say is if you if you aim to get one percent better every day, then you end up about thirty seven percent better at the end of the year. But if you don't do anything, you'll end up zero. There you go, Blair's a mathematician between That's the two. Why, yeah. <laughs> don't don't quote me on the maths on that, but that is that is the I'm sure that is the same. So well, yeah, yeah, but, but it's just, yeah, totally, you're totally right, mate. And and like Jack said, like look. If any of you are listening to this and you take some value away and you go and implement the one percent that we're that we hope you do, then please just reach out to us if you've got any questions, if you need any help. We are both the most approachable people you'll ever find, and we will get back to you. Um, and I think that is, without further ado, the end of the first podcast. Yeah, definitely. I'm happy. I feel like we've covered everything. Hopefully, yeah. 
Hopefully we've not put anyone to sleep. To sleep, yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. But yeah, that's it. And just hopefully you guys enjoyed the first episode. And yeah. like Blair said, like we yeah. both appreciate whether it's, again, whether you know us personally, drop us a message, um, or you don't. If you're total strangers, just say, hey, look, listen to the first episode. Whether you liked it, whether you didn't. Trust yeah, me, we're, both, we're both big boys. We can take... Uh, we can we can take criticism or feedback because again that's what we want. We 100%. want to try and make this better for you guys. And if you can, please, if you enjoyed the first podcast, like it, share it with friends, family on social media. It would be amazing because we really just truly want to help more people. Uh, and this podcast is just one fantastic way to be able to do that. So if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, then please share it um, as it's not for our benefit, but simply for the benefit of other people. So thank you and uh, have a fantastic day.